0: You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher continue the conversation on spiritual bypassing and offer ways we can avoid using it. Listen in as Candace and Cher address why spiritual bypassing is something we've probably all done, but can now learn a better way.
1: Hi, Cher. Hey Candace. We started a new little two-part series last week on spiritual bypassing. And we brought some stories, we brought some definition, but I want to just we're going to just dive right in today and I'll I'll go back to reading something that we came up with in how we view spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing is using spiritual ideas and practices to bypass our personal pain and struggles and to put ourselves on a platform either literal or metaphorically as our declaration that we are okay when actually we're not and i mentioned last week some most times we don't know how okay we not we aren't when we have unresolved complex childhood trauma it is why there are many stories that someone gets put on staff or part of an organization and because they have all these giftings or they can articulate thoughts or they have something of of use if you will and then it gets messy or something happens and people get shocked and everybody's taken by surprise hmm. i wonder what it would be like to understand that More than what people can offer is they actually deeply long to be known, seen, and loved in their places of pain and shame and harm and hurt and to be moved towards. And maybe not everybody does have those stories to to a deeper degree. I wish that would have been done for me in my 20s.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: We're going to move into today. So make sure you go back and listen to next or last week. We're going to really just talk about what are some tools and some practices that help us to stop using spiritual bypassing? I mean, what do we do Yeah. instead of coping and numbing the pain through spiritual bypassing? And we're going to start with one that will be no surprise
2: to our listeners, and that is moving toward our stories of harm. I wanted to share a little story about when I was in my 30s and I just had a deluge of memories that really surfaced. I think I understand now why they came back at that time and what was going on in my life. It wasn't that I, that knowing, Now, my story more clearly caused me to struggle more, but it helped me understand why I was, why I had been struggling my whole life and why I couldn't get free from certain struggles, even though I tried to do all the right things to get rid of those struggles. And so I remember going around from one leader to the next who I knew and in my community, and saying here's where i'm at here's what i'm struggling with and i do not know what to do person after person had nothing to offer they said forgive and forget that's all that's all i know to tell you to do is forgive and forget and i remember just saying i've been trying to forgive but i and forget but it no matter how much i keep trying to forget it keeps it's there it's not going away So what can I do to make it go away? And there just was not help after having spent the last few years doing a significant amount of very intentional work with my stories of harm and bringing them forward and exposing them and letting people around me see and know and hear this has been so powerful in helping me heal. We we cannot heal what we will not own and feel and feel and bring forward and expose. And so, yeah, the first thing that helps us to stop spiritual bypass is moving toward our, our stories of harm and getting into some kind of story work with a story group or a coach or a therapist who can really help us process what happened to us back then
1: yeah i'm thinking about the people that you went to and their their only response was to forgive and forget and the truth is that's because what that's what's been told to them if they've been in that place and we say this over and over because it's just so true. We can't take people further than we've gone ourselves. So as you were reaching for someone to help you, they didn't not help you because probably they didn't care. No, just,
2: I think they did care.
1: They did care, but they didn't know how. Right. And at one point we really didn't know how either. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And while I know that that is true, I also am going to say, like, because I feel like I'm becoming very passionate about this, there is so much information readily available today. And people are coming forward more and more with their stories of harm. We're not keeping it hidden the way that we did 20 or 30 years ago. And so I will just say, like, it is time for these places of Community, these places where people gather together. It is time to get educated. So when someone comes and says, I'm a mess, I'm falling apart, I want help, what do I do? Get educated, do your own work so you can help others.
1: Amen to that, sister. I read an article the other day, and there's a kind of a population of people that are growing. They're stopping drinking. And do you know why? They're finding healing. Like, I I mean, like over drinking and using it, you can be in the church and be doing all the things and being getting, getting drunk at night or using a substance to none. And so I just thought, wow, that's so cool because of exactly what you're saying, we're getting educated, we're getting more information, we're bumping into communities that know how to offer care that are moving towards those stories of harm with kindness, compassion, curiosity. Mm. And the pain is being healed. It's starting starting to lessen. People want to start showing up in life more fully who they are and what they're capable of creating. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to Brene
2: Brown too for her work has been so transformational in the world. I think of being able to name what is shame, and that we all struggle with shame, and that we can bring that forward with courage. And she has done so much writing and speaking in in these areas that have I think it really helped people be able to move toward getting the help that they really are desperate for.
1: Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of her stuff. I know you have too her podcast, and i'm I'm so thankful for her too. i'll I'll just read a few of these also that we're going through, exposing the deep hurts, abuse and abandonment and betrayals. And I want to say not just exposing, but exposing them to people who can hold them. Yeah. And learning how to be with people in those spaces where we're able to embrace the sensations that are going on in our body. I don't know anyone, including me personally, that when you start to slow down and you start being asked questions about the sensations in your body, that that's initially comfortable for, yeah, or two. Why do you think yeah. it's so important to be able to notice the sensations in our bodies?
2: Yeah, and it took me a long time to get this. And partly because at first I would say nothing. I I feel nothing in my body. I thought that was the stupidest question. <laughs> like I really <laughs> I really hated that question when someone would say like, "Well, share like, you just shared a really big story of harm. Like, what are you feeling in your body?" And I would be all like, "Hmm, nothing." You know, but it's so important. And of course, my body was screaming, but I was so used to numbing and tuning it out that I I had a very hard time connecting, but once I started to connect with it, that's where I will often now notice like, Ooh, I'm feeling anxious in my body. What happened? Why am I here? And then I can go toward that. But I think it is so important because we heal and it's called bottom up from the bottom of our brain up. But we think that we heal from our prefrontal cortex in. So our whole society is built around this whole concept of learn what you need to learn so you know what you need to know so you can do what you need to do. And the fact is, it, it's not, it doesn't work because the limbic brain and the body are holding all kinds of other data that are stronger than that knowledge that we have acquired. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to get in touch with the sensations that we're feeling in our body because. As we then be able to tune into them and bring calmness and comfort to our bodies, like this is what begins to heal our brain so that we can develop new neural pathways so that our behaviors and the ways that we relate to the people in our lives and the ways that we deal with our emotional distress actually are able to be changed and and done in a way that is
1: healthy and loving and kind and beautiful and glorious. Yeah. And what you're talking about is, so one of the most prevalent forms of therapy is co- cognitive behavioral therapy. It actually does work for some people, but it, they're finding that it actually isn't very effective with people who've had Unresolved childhood harm and trauma. You have to start with the body, the the somatic experiencing, which is so cool because now people are saying, "I am so tired of talking about this." Just talking about it, but then when you move them towards that bottom up approach, you start to see movement towards the healing. Healing is an integration, right? Yeah, it's an integration. The the top. Down the bottom up, and then the whole brain mm-hmm. and yeah. body and body. Yep. Yeah. 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 So
2: good. We have a few more things that we want to talk about. What we're talking about here are what are tools or practices that can help us stop spiritual bypassing and actually move toward our places of harm or places of struggle so that we can heal. Learn how to stay present when difficult emotions arise. I'm a nine on the Enneagram. Peacekeeper is, I think, the the term. For me, I have spent a lot of my life trying to make sure that myself and everyone was at peace. I could not allow feelings of for example, anger, I could not if I had any sense of feeling angry, I needed to shut that down very quickly. And so that's one example, grief, I was not able to enter grief, even though I experienced big losses. At times, I couldn't really feel sad. I didn't feel sad. I knew I should feel sad, but I actually didn't feel sad. I could not get in touch with or stay present with any big emotions when they arose.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is going to hinder the healing. Because as you've said, what we resist persists, and what we don't feel won't heal. I know as you began feeling and noticing body sensations, there was a period of time that was pretty overwhelming for you. Yeah. But you had people who stayed with you in it. Yeah. And it was able to offer you care as you were feeling those big feelings. Yeah. So that's not spiritual bypassing, right? There's a lot of spiritual things going on in that, but it's not spiritual bypassing.
2: Yeah. And another aspect of that for me was lamenting where Mm -hmm. I would just journal wailing. I would Mm -hmm. write it out. Mm -hmm. My lament to God. I threw a lot of four letter words at God. I mean, I I told my coach one day, if God causes lightning to strike, because we have crossed the line, like I have crossed the line, like I have said some things to God that I never thought I would say, but I was so angry for what he allowed me to go through as a child that there was not help and that I was left alone. And Mm -hmm. I could not understand how a God who declares himself to be good and a God who declares himself to be love could allow me to experience the things that I did in a very prolonged period of time. And so lament was something that really helped me be able to stay in my feelings. And then there were some times that I just read my lament to our group or or my coach. So then I wasn't even alone with it. I was joined by others in my lament, which was
1: just so powerful for me. Yeah, I I want to say that I remember some of those times, and I think there's a few times I held my breath. Yeah. I was like, oh, "Is she going to be okay?" God. Yeah. And what I want to say is, yeah, you you were not only going to be okay; you were doing the work to receive the care and healing that you needed. Yeah. Just like I was receiving care that I needed when I would have to put my hands over my eyes because I felt so much shame. Yeah. There was no one spiritually bypassing the real body sensations and emotions and feelings that we were having in those moments. Yeah. No, we were joined. We were affirmed. We've also done some inner child work. And IFS, we talked about that in other episodes, so we won't go into it real deeply, but we will just say that we believe somatic healing, using the body, story work, and IFS or inner child work is a powerhouse of healing modalities that we use daily. And then also connecting with a therapist or a coach in a community who have done the work, and we can't express this enough. Who continue
2: to do the work. Yeah. It's good. Like I'm sure your coach and mine too, like often will say, I just met with my coach and blah, 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 right? Like there's, we don't get to this point where we have arrived now, we can be the guru and, you know, we've got it all down pat. We have gained wisdom, we have gained experience, we have walked a lot of miles, but yeah, we still have stuff that comes up that we are working through and dealing with and our coaches are too, and that is Mm -hmm. beautiful.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not just about being taught or mentored. That's a part of it. It's actually about being with, Yeah, being with no matter how I show up in that screen or you show up on that screen. We know that we have someone who's able to be with us where, wherever we're at. Yeah. 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 Oh, good to be with you today.
2: I want to say, as we close, this has been just kind of sitting on the back of my, my mind the whole time we've been talking that Spiritual bypassing prevented me from feeling love. And the thing that I wanted most in my whole long life was to feel love, to really feel deeply loved and to be able to offer my deep love to others. And as long as I was spiritual bypassing, I I wanted that, but I couldn't seem to get it. And it's so... Counterintuitive that when we go toward the deep places of harm, when we go into the messiness, it has been through this that I now am experiencing love like I have longed for my whole life. I just want to say that because I think that love is one of the deepest longings of our
1: heart and soul.
2: And that is a very good reason to stop spiritual bypassing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I've seen it. I've seen it in you. I've seen it in me that as we have embraced the stories of harm, the stories of hurt, the messiness of healing, you know, you know, it's the idea of like, if someone broke their leg, I know we're closing, but this just came to me. If someone broke their leg, we would know that there was a process for that leg to heal and to strengthen. Yeah. And there are broken places in us if we've had, if we've been abused and have experienced trauma, just saying something or reading something or offering a prayer isn't going to heal that immediately. Yes, we believe in miracles. Yeah. And we won't say that that can't happen. It doesn't usually happen. It's because there's purpose in the process. Yeah.
2: The process is really glorious. I will say it's agonizing. (laughs) It's hard. It's a mystery. And it's glorious too. Yeah, Yeah, I'm glad that I have walked this path and that you and and our pearls and our coaches and our listeners have been a part of this. And I love that we are doing this work.
1: Me too, friend. Yeah.
2: Good to be with you. Good to be with you too, Candace. Love Thank you. you.
0: Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing. If you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandaceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.